0: Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with
1: today's message. Take your Bible and turn to the book of... Um Genesis, the book of Genesis. We'll start there. I want you to look here in chapter 3. A lot of people saying a lot of things. You see, God told them something. And uh, so he says, uh, don't eat the fruit of this tree. And the woman, she said something. And the devil, well, uh, he said something. Adam, well, he said something. And because all of them saying something... Well, God said something too. And uh, it just, there's no end to it. A lot of voices going on. And there was a time when Adam and Eve could walk in the garden of Eden. And the voice of the Lord would come along and talk with them. And, and they heard his voice. And it says in verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. In other words, they were running from the voice of the Lord. God asked the question. That's a simple little question. He just asked a question like, um, hey, where are you? Now, do you think God knew where he was? God knew where he was, but he wants them to know that he knew where they was. But he wants you to realize, where are you? If God was to ask you, where are you right now in your spiritual life? Where are you? Do you think God already knows? He already knows. He also says in the book of Corinthians, talking about examine yourself, whether you're in the faith, whether you be an apostate or not. Where are you? What is your state? What's your state of mind? Ugh. How are you doing? How are you doing emotionally? How do you do socially? How are you doing financially? Just how are you doing? Have you ever heard most people ask them, how you doing? Fine. How you doing? Fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And probably nothing's fine, but everybody just says fine. Because we know that most people don't really want to know in the first place. Fine gets them off your back. Fine tells them everything. Everything's wonderful. I don't have any problems. Everything's under control. But how are you doing? Where are you? And then he says there in verse 10, and he said, I heard thy voice. I heard thy voice. And sometimes you have to be quiet Because he might speak to you in a small, still voice. And things of the world can drown out the voice of the Lord. Sound reasoning. Because, you see, you always got to think. You got to hear something. And sometimes it's not the literal ear that hears something. As you study in the book of uh, Matthew and uh, through the uh, 13th chapter, it talks about all these uh, parables. It says... Let him that hath ear, let him hear. Well, everybody has an ear, but they don't always hear. That means they don't understand. There's a voice, but they don't understand it. God speaks and people don't understand. But there's things God wants to say. And sometimes we don't want to hear his voice. And there's things that God has to say to us. If you will, look there in verse 17. And unto Adam he says, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. Well, see, Satan also said something, so he got cursed. Adam said something, so he got whooped. And he listened to what the woman said, so he got whooped. And the woman listened to the serpent, so she got whooped. It seems like uh, people listen to the wrong voices. There is the voice of God. Wouldn't it have been different if they had simply listened to the Lord's voice? you realize how different things would be? Do you realize how different things would be in your own personal life? We can always find so much fault with Adam and Eve and what they did. But here we are. and We can make choices too. And do we always listen to the right voice? Not necessarily. Uh, Look what he says in Genesis in chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. The Lord, in verse 6, said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Or why is thy countenance fallen? Did Cain hear the voice of God? Oh, he heard it, but did he listen to it? No, he didn't listen. He had ears, but he didn't hear. He didn't understand what God said or if he understood, he totally just rebelled against God. Is there a price to pay? Look what happens when you don't listen to what God has to say. Now nobody can make you study the Bible, because what is the Bible? The Bible is the Word of God. So that means the Word is the voice of God. So when you want to hear the Word of God, you have to study the voice. The voice is the Word. So when you study the Word, you'll hear the voice of God. That's why you'll hear some people say, I, um, God called me to preach. What did they do? Call them on their cell phone? How did He call you? Well, because you heard the Word. You heard the word and you understood the seriousness of the situation and you wanted God to use you to make a difference. Not everybody hears. Not everybody understands. Not everybody's on the same page. Did you know you can come to church for year after year after year and not hear the voice of God? You're in the right place. See, you don't hear. You don't understand. You don't really get it. Some people do. Some people don't. But it's a personal thing. Nobody can make you understand some things. It all depends on what's on the inside. What do you want? But look what he says there in verse 10. And he said, what hast thou done? Talking to Cain who slew Abel. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The voice of thy brother's blood. Now, whether or not the blood's laying there on the ground and it's crying out, I don't know. But the person that was killed probably cried out. But the Lord heard the voice. God can hear our cries. Now whether God will answer our prayers when He hears our voice, and the voice may not be audible voice, it could be a mental thought. But it's the same as the Word. You talk to God through prayer, and God can hear your prayer. God hears the Word, He hears your voice. And so there are consequences. And so whenever um, we speak, as he makes a statement in the book of uh, Matthew, and I think it's chapter 12 where he says, every idle word shall be brought into judgment. Every idle word. So does he hear your voice? Oh, he hears. Take your Bible and turn all the way over there to the book of John in chapter 1. The gospel of John in chapter 1. Now, we know that the Word of God tells us in John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Now, look in verse 14. And the Word was made flesh. It means the voice of God made flesh. We talk about the Word, we're talking about His voice. Because, you see, you and I, we don't actually hear The voice of God as they heard when they saw Jesus. When Jesus spoke, he was the speaking word. But we don't hear that voice. We hear the written word. So as we study the word of God, we're hearing the voice of God. And a lot of people who don't study the word never hear his voice. And if you don't hear the voice of God, you don't know what to do. You won't understand. So that's why every child of God should study the Word in order to hear the voice. God speaks. Do we hear? And do we understand what He says? So Jesus came into the world. He was the voice of God. And if you heard the voice, you know what God thinks. And not everybody hears. And over and over again, He kept talking about he that hath ears to hear, he that hath ears to hear. In other words, those that want to understand, you want to know, listen to what I'm saying. He that heareth these sayings of mine. Oh, well, everybody was sitting there talking to, heard what he said, but they don't always understand. But what I want you to see down in verse 14, the word was made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now they asked, John the Baptist, who are you? Remember from the Old Testament to the New Testament, there was about 400 years of silence. There was no voice. No new word was given. Silence. And then lo and behold, out of the clear blue sky, on walks a man named John the Baptist. They said, who are you? He says, I'm just a voice in the wilderness. See what it says there in verse 23? I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Now, if everybody was doing what John was doing, then his voice wouldn't have been any different than anybody else's voice. What he had to say, if everybody was saying that, wouldn't have been any different. And therefore, nobody would have paid him any attention. But after 400 years, all of a sudden, here's this guy that shows up, and he starts preaching. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, prepare the way of the Lord and make straight his path and so forth. The Lord's coming. And he told them that you need to believe on him. And I'm not even worthy to bend down there and tie his shoes. And he's coming. So he said, I'm just a voice. But a voice that has a message. And some people heard what he said and some people didn't hear what he had to say. What he says there in Verse 29. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, this is what he said. This was his voice. He says, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Pretty important message coming from that voice. Did everybody, you think, understand what he said? I doubt it. But what a wonderful individual to point to Christ. Jesus Christ is the voice. He's the one that everyone ought to hear and everyone ought to listen to. Take your Bible and turn it over to the book of John in chapter 10. John chapter 10. I want you to look there in verse 3. In verse 3, it makes this statement. This is a course on the the good shepherd. He says there in verse 3, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. He calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. But sheep learn the voice of the shepherd and they will hear. And he says in verse 5 a stranger they will not follow. Oh, look what he says down here in, um, in verse 16. Verse 16, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, that they shall. And you ought to underline these three little words. Hear my voice. Not everybody hears his voice. Because he says a little bit later, he says, there are some of you that you do not hear my voice. It means you don't understand what I'm saying. That's why you don't believe on me, because you don't understand. And he makes a statement in verse 17. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. And of course, in verse 19, everybody believed him. There was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. Many of them said, He hath a devil. He's mad. Why hear ye him? So evidently, they heard the word, but they did not understand. Others got parts of what he said. And some understood that he was claiming to be God. And they just couldn't believe it. He says, won't you believe me for the works that I do? Look what I'm doing. Not just what I say, but look what I do. No man can do what I do. So he says in verse 21, Others said, these are not the words of him that hath the devil. The words. They listened to his word. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? In other words, we doubt because it's your fault. Why don't you speak clearly? They're saying to Jesus, why aren't you clear? Tell us plainly. Are you the Christ or not? Verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you, you believe not. He said, I did tell you, but you don't believe it. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but ye believe not because you're not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now he makes a statement in chapter 7 of the book of Matthew about I know them. Remember, there are some who, Lord, open unto us. Look what we have done. We have preached in thy name, and we have cast out devils in thy name, and done many wonderful works in thy name. And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. See, he knows his sheep, and he says his sheep know him. So, you see, whenever you hear the voice of the Lord, that's why it's even mentioned in Thessalonians about going and preaching the word And being called by our gospel. See, when we tell people how to be saved, how to be saved is God's talking to them. And that's why when we tell people that this is what God said, it better be this is what God said. It's not good to say God said and God didn't say it. But this is what God said. And all you have to do is to believe it. And some people will and some people won't. Now go back there to the book of uh, John, the Gospel of John, and uh, look in chapter 5. Now nobody when he talked to the woman, he had made the statement to her, If you knew who it was that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked, and he would have given. So he's giving her the word. He gave her the word. But now notice here in chapter 5, and you'll notice there in verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that, and there's those three, heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. You see, this is what he's talking about in the book of John, chapter 10. If you hear the word, you follow that word. And what did that word tell you to do? Come unto me, come to me. You'll read that also in the book of Revelation, where he talks about. The Spirit says come. The church says come. And all that will drink of the water of life freely let him come. So when you hear the voice, you come to Christ. There is no one else that can save you. So out of all the religious leaders, I chose Christ. I heard his voice. I trusted him as my Savior. I have eternal life. And here he makes a statement. He that heareth my word. And believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation. Never be condemned. But is passed from death unto life. Verse 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. Hear the word of God, and they that hear shall live. Some people will, and some people won't. That's why I've learned a long time ago how to rest in the Lord. I can't make people see. I can't make people hear. I can't make people understand. All I am supposed to do is to present His word, and let His word do its work, and let people come and go based upon what they hear and understand about what God said. Therefore, there's no pressure on me to try to make anybody do anything. And there is a great peace, relaxation, in understanding that. Otherwise, we try to make people do things, and it can wear us out trying to make people do what they don't want to do. Isn't things in life a lot more enjoyable when people do what they do because they want to do it? How would you like to be the preacher and try to make people come to church? Will it work? It won't work. Make you get involved, it won't work. Can't make you. I have to win you with the word. And if the word don't work, it won't work. Because then only you do it just because, well, the preacher asked me. That's wonderful, but when you get mad at me, guess what you're going to do? You're not going to do it. But if you do things because of the Lord, people can come and go. They can say whatever. But you heard his word. And I want to do the will of God for my life. And so you listen to Him. And you'd be surprised the difference it can make in your life. Because there's some things you can't make happen. And you don't want to make it happen. You want to let things happen. And you want God to use you and let it go. But in this verse, the hour is coming. And now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. Now, when he says, hear the voice and the dead, look all the way down there now in verse 28. Look at verse 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves, you ought to underline those three little words, hear his voice, shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, They that have done evil. Unto the resurrection of damnation. So there is going to be a resurrection. And even though you don't see it here. But there's a resurrection. Separated from the other resurrection. By over a thousand years. But some people might have trouble with that. They that have done good. And they that have done evil. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now we got a problem. Because you see then. According to that. Those that have done good get to go to heaven, and those that don't go to hell. See that? There's a verse right there that says that. But now notice, when he says here, remember up there in verse 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Then in verse 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour come coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live So now, down in verse 28 and 29, you've got a resurrection. And everybody in the graves are going to hear the voice of God. There's going to be a resurrection of the good and the resurrection of the bad. So who are the good and who are the bad? Those that have done good are good. And those that have done bad are bad. Interesting. Look there in John chapter 3. John chapter three and look in verse eighteen. John three eighteen says, He that believeth on him, Christ, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Now why is he condemned? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil. Verse 20, for everyone, now get verse twenty-one, twenty 20 and 21. Everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, neither cometh to the light. So the ones that do the bad, the wrong, is those that do not come to the light. In verse 21, but he that doeth truth, cometh to the light. See, there's a choice. There's those that believe, and they come to Christ. There's those that don't believe, and they don't come to Christ. And the resurrection is going to be those who believe unto life and those that don't unto eternal death. So there's, yes, there's going to be a resurrection. Well, what is that good thing? The good thing that any man can do is to trust Christ. And the evil thing that any man can do is to reject Christ. So everyone should hear the voice of God and do what God wants them to do. Look there in chapter 8 very quickly. Chapter eight, and uh, there's just a a verse here that I want to kind of run by you. He says there in verse forty-two, Jesus said unto him, unto them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God; neither came I of myself, but He sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Because you cannot hear my word. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You see, have you ever talked to somebody like a Jehovah's Witness? They're like mercury. You mash it down here and they pop up over here. You mash them down here and they pop up over here. They're not listening to what you're saying. They're trying to figure out a way to combat what you're saying. They're thinking of the next verse they're going to go to. You see, they have certain things in their mind of where they need to go, and, it's a, and you don't sometimes, they can't stand it when you break into their train of thought. Because you see, they learn how to do things according to topics. You speak about hell, oh, they got an old verse on hell. But they got to go in a sequence. When it comes to serving the Lord, you and I are supposed to present the word, but you can't make people understand you can try all the illustrations and so forth but there has to be something on their side where they want to know truth sometimes when he talks about us being the salt of the earth it means that we try to do things in such a way to create a thirst in the people's minds where they want it and so a lot of times i will show them first john 5:13 you can know you have eternal life i said do you, do you ever know that before no Making them thirsty. Giving them some salt. So that's why he said, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Say it in such a way you're trying to make people thirsty. Where they want more. Wouldn't it be great if every preacher knew how to do that? I'm still trying to figure it out. What do people want? What do they need? How to make them thirsty? Where you desire and you can't get enough. And you want to learn as much as you possibly can. But anyway, he makes a statement here, even because you cannot hear my words. Do you believe that we're going to have people come to church here in just a little bit? They'll sit here, but do you think that everyone that comes is going to actually hear what the preacher has to say? Oh, they may hear words audibly, but do you think they'll understand? So that's why you try to say words in such a way that people can understand. For those that really want to know. And so you want to try to be a blessing. So as you live your Christian life. Remember. There is the voice of God. And you know that along with the voice of God. Just like in the Garden of Eden. Along came the voice of Satan. Whenever God wants you to do something. His word will speak to you. That's why you learn the word. You memorize the scripture. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said unto you. So he can't bring it to your mind. if you haven't put it up there, the Holy Spirit leads you by the word of God. So you hear his voice. But along with that, you know, there's the devil and he will speak. And sometimes he will speak through other means like other people. And they always seem to say just the right thing to just take all the steam out of you to take away that positive attitude you know that dream that you have whatever it is you want to do and there's always somebody walking around with a cold bucket of water and they're just trying to find somebody they can throw it on and that's why you're going to have to be very careful and you listen to what god has to say and you just keep getting up keep doing what god wants you to do have you ever
0: heard that faith without works is dead or have you ever read james chapter two does your faith produce good works Some teach that if you don't serve the Lord, you're not saved. Is that true or false? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book, or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com.